The following is a hoop ball presentation. This has been a hoop ball presentation. Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of Round Ball Ramble. I'm your host, Corbin Forge. You know where to find me if you don't on Twitter at Corbin NBA with my friend, my podcast partner here, host of Cavs Central Pod, Pod part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Also check out Spam the Spurs, just shameless plug there. Is my friend Justin Match. You can find him on Twitter at JustinMatch26. Uh, you know, I'm doing I'm I'm okay. A little toothache. Same thing I told y'all about uh, you know, yesterday. Uh, I was dealing with it again today. We're gonna get it figured out soon. But uh let's see how my man Justin, how you been, bro? You know, I'm not dealing with any tooth ailments. So I'm happy for that. That's good. That's that's really good. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't know what. I mean, I knew I had an issue, like a cavity, and I was like, oh, you know, I'll get it handled. And at the time, I brought like what, two hundred bucks, and I need like three hundred bucks, and I was like, oh yeah, I don't got that. I'll be back. Uh, and that just never came back. Not because of any other reason. Just I forgot. You know, pain went away out of sight, out of mind. And then yesterday, like I ate some like fried chicken two days ago, and. I hit, ate the wrong way, and it just immediately kicked off pain like you wouldn't believe. And so what, I've been dealing with that. What is huh? the wrong way? Do you, like, bite the bone? Yeah, but, like, on, like, the loose yeah. part of the cavity. So, like, the exposed area. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, which just yeah, triggered yeah. something, and I feel like maybe I got a little infection out of it because it just kept getting worse. So I've been trying to deal with it, and, it, you know, it's getting better now. Like, yesterday was actually worse. Today, it's bad only because the painkillers just wore off at the wrong time. Uh, I took it early. I was like, okay, great. We're good. We were for like two, three hours. And then now comes, and of course, you know, it's coming back into play. But, you know, we're here. We're good. We got a a, a still solid, albeit a little shorter for me and Justin, our connection. uh, Our our podcasts are usually the the deep, in-depth variety. Don't worry. We'll get back to that real soon. But I remember last week, I did say we wanted to, uh, talking to viewers and listeners here, that we're trying to bring that little uh, trade element into this. Not just with trade season on the horizon, but just because you see all this stuff on Twitter, on Facebook. Oh, we should trade. You know, uh, the the Lakers really need uh, Derrick Rose, and I think it'd be really good to trade. You know, Kuzma, uh, Tht, in, in a couple seconds, and to get a player who could really help them in the finals. Just stuff like that. That you're like, well, well, hold up. So with that being said, I decide. You know, I had a good idea here. Uh, I'm glad that Justin's actually able to join me on this first one. But basically, every week, just kind of either talking about the actual trade market. Or looking at fun trades that are being done on Trade NBA trade machine forums and kind of debating the reasoning about it and whether or not it makes sense and why we are as fans probably better left to uh, watch the actual transactions. But <laughs> let's actually just get to it. Uh, we're on Trade NBA, Justin. We got uh, a couple queued up here, going to go for like half hour or so. Uh, let's kind of dive into the first one, which apparently is uh, Bradley Beal to Memphis. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'll this break... one is interesting. Yeah, I'll break it down. I'll, I'll at least you know tell the details, and we can take turns doing that, and then uh, you can get the first reaction here. But apparently, Bradley Beal, three years, $28 million on his contract, will go to Memphis in exchange for, take a breath, who, Justice Winslow, Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen, Desmond Bain, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2021 first-round pick from Utah, uh, Memphis's own 2021 first round pick, and then a 2024 first round pick from Golden State. What do you think is? Oh, there's a reasoning here. Let me just read it because I was about to say, what do you think the reasoning is? But I'm gonna read it here. So Memphis acquires Bradley Beal in a blockbuster trade for Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen, Justice Winslow, Desmond Bain, and four first rounders. The Grizzlies do this to form a big three and assemble a ready-made playoff roster that will immediately compete in Memphis, even if the cost for Beal is too high, as they already got off to a great start. 
to the season with John Morant leading the way. Now, however, Memphis goes full win-now mode, and once Jaron Jackson returns on the court, they'll be ready for a great playoff run to motivate the entire fan base and see Memphis and Morant leading the way and Beal as a fantastic second option with JJJ as a third option. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. The Grizzlies officially become a respectable and feared team in the West from this point forward, and they acquire a true star and, as mentioned, form a big three in Memphis. And the lineup that the the person who made this trade proposes is Morant, Beal, uh, Anderson, Kyle Anderson, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Jonas Valanciunas for Washington. And then nobody off the bench. Absolutely nobody. But... (laughs) You know what? Don't worry, because they could run the offense through a feared, uh, you know, feared uh, second best player on the team in uh, in Bradley Beal. That's hilarious. I'm sorry. We uh, are just going to this just hot, and I like it. All right, Washington. The reasoning here: Washington acquires Justice Winslow to be their main defensive force after Rui Hachimura for the future. Denny Avija is someone versed to play shooting guard. I'm sorry, I'm still laughing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna Small see, uh, forward. Uh, hold on, hold on, huh? hold on. Before we, before we continue. Yes, I can't. I need so you to. We're gonna run out some. Uh, we gotta go like Justice Winslow at the one. Yeah. Danny Avdia at the two. Westbrook gotta be three. Or we can we can run Westbrook at one. Okay. Uh, good, good. Justice Winslow at the two. Danny Avdia okay. at the three. At the three. Rui Hachimura at the four, and Robin Lopez on the five. You know what? That that sounds like 25 wins to me. <laughs> I'm okay with that one. <laughs> um, okay. so three-point shooting team. Oh, it's going to be here. easily, easily. Oh, you're right. The spacing will be impeccable. Um, yeah, wow, wow. But there's more. So apparently, Avi just summoned versus I'll play a shooting guard, small forward, or power forward due to his ball handling and playmaking skills. So Winslow is arguably needed additionally in Washington after Hachimura next to Denny, who is not a good defender. Nonetheless, Washington receives excellent shooting guard depth in this trade, with starter Dylan Brooks next to Avija in the temporary sense, interesting, with the youngsters Grayson Allen and Desmond Bain with great potential waiting in the wings, whom Washington should develop. They receive four players, all 25 or younger, which suit this rebuilding Wizards roster, whose future looks bleak beyond Avija and Hachimura. Long term, they are now set as Winslow and Brooks are good defenders, and Allen and Bain should be good shooting guards in the future. The Wizards should go young. This is an excellent package, along with four firsts for Beal to move forward. Memphis forms a big three, whereas Washington acquires long-term young assets all under 26 for Beal to rebuild. Is this a good trade? Um, That's a lot to unpack. There is a lot. (laughs) Oh, it hurts to laugh. This is a better – this is like a a far better package than the Rockets got for James Harden. Just saying. Oh, yes. You're getting three young – Just throw in Jaron Jackson while you're at it. I mean (laughs) – that reaction alone. You're getting, you know, Justin Winslow win healthy. It's a big win, but a solid play. You're getting three young rotation players for a decent team in the West, four first-round picks, apparently all of them protected. Uh, the 2024 Golden State could be an interesting one, depending on how it looks. The Utah one, okay, whatever. But uh, that's a lot. That's a lot for a guy. Yeah, that is a lot. Uh, yeah, especially for a guy who is apparently slotting in, and I can't get over this, to be a fantastic uh, second. second like you're going to trade four first. And like four young rotation players for what you call the second best player on your team. First of all, he's not the second best player on your team. But um, okay, and you say like, what are you contending for? You say a big three of Ja, Beal, and Jaron, who is yet to be healthy. 
Yeah, that's a heck of a second round exit. To contest, are they going to make it to the second round? Oh, I just I actually just said that. You're right. I don't think you're right. You have no bench. I mean, you have Brandon Clark and Gorgie Jang. Uh, uh, you have uh, you could have stopped at Clark. Tyus Jones. Right. Who else sure. do you have? You have um, okay, so you still have kind of a bench. You have D'Anthony Melton, Tyus Jones. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Your wing depth is Shot. not looking good, but um, I mean, there's still some guys there, uh, but right. yeah, you know, it, it's trade NBA. We we can have a little bit of fun. I mean, I that's exactly that was fun me. <laughs> that was yeah. fun. Me. I will give you that because yeah. uh, wow, there's not a lot else to go off on that. I was cheese, uh, Louise. I mean. Just a lot. Like you said, as a, as a second option, the future there is not right. For Washington, I mean, yeah, if you can make that move. First off, you've already said you wouldn't okay. trade Beal for anyone. Okay. Mind you, if you're saying that, then the stance would be that if you ultimately do end up trading Bradley Beal, it is not, I repeat, it is not for a package headlined by Dylan Brooks and Justice Winslow. I mean, obviously. Dude, I don't know. I'm, I'll be honest. If I'm the Wizards, like, I'm <laughs> – Unless, like, you have a package, like, surrounding Michael Porter Jr. and you just really want, like, that one true superstar, you know, potential guy, this is about as good of a package as you're going to get. You're getting four firsts and four young players who could be good, who already are good. Like, Justice Winslow can, you know, assuming that he stays healthy, be a good player in your team for the next five years. Uh, The same can be said for Dylan Brooks. Thing can be said for Grayson Allen as a bench shooter, and then Desmond, Desmond Bain is somebody that I really like as well. Uh, again, like none of these guys are going to become stars, but like you got like three potential starters and like a good other rotation piece and four firsts. Like I think that's a fine package for Bradley Beal, assuming that you want to trade. I think that's a very very good package for Bradley Beal, assuming that you want to trade for him or that you want to trade him away. Now, obviously, the Wizards said they don't want to trade Beal. Uh, Beal said he doesn't want to, you know, trade out yet. Uh, we'll see if that changes by the time the trade deadline rolls around. But, um, yeah, I would not be on board with this package if I am the Grizzlies. I think you're giving up way too much. Like I said, you have Kyle Anderson on the wing, and that's pretty much it. Um, not not, not going to do it for me. Um, you got something good building there. Uh, just stay the course if you're if you're Memphis for me. Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, that's all I really got. That's a lot. It's just, jeez, Louise. Oh, like it's, it's not a Brooklyn Nets situation where like you already got Katie and Kyrie. Like you have John Rant and Jaron Jackson. Like two very good players, but is is Jaron Jackson right now the third best player on a title team with no depth? Like is is he like a Kyrie level player? No. No. No, I wouldn't put him there. So, I mean, you're not getting a three. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's not happening. No, it's just it's not happening. This is, yeah, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad we had a discussion in a way that I never, I mean, first off, just Beal to Memphis in general is just something else. But, wow. I don't think the Beal fit there, but it's like not for that package. Not for all of our small forwards, (laughs) except for Kyle Anderson. I just can't get there. Yeah. Yeah, no. And for no. and four first round picks. No thanks. No, not gonna, not gonna happen. No, no, I'm with it. You know what? That's I think that's the perfect transition. In fact, you had a better one when you said unless it was a trade for Michael Porter Jr. Because our second trade is the uh, one. 
is the one. Bradley Beal in the 2022 second rounder, uh, either from Chicago, Detroit, or L.A., the Lakers, whatever the most favorable, to Denver in exchange for P.J. Dozier, Gary Harris, and, of course, Michael Porter Jr. If you're Washington, I think you take that without hesitation. Well, actually, I take that and reverse it. If you're Denver, I think you take that hesitation, right? Even with Michael Porter Jr. being you know, as, as potential-laden as, ha- as he is, you have a Bradley Beal who's the best scorer right now in the NBA. I think I would do this deal, actually. Um, I'm not going to say that if I'm Denver, I'd do it without hesitation. It depends on how Denver views Michael Porter Jr. Um, if they see him as... And, and, like, to be fair, like I said, I think that they should, would, like, they should do this deal if it was presented to them. But if they are really just so invested in Michael, and I mean they took a risk on him taking him, you know, and they they really feel like he can develop into that guy, then you know what, you know, keep him, keep Gary, keep PJ. Those are going to be, you know, PJ in particular could you know really be an important. Well, I guess you know both of them, but I'm just looking at like you know as the value of a player like PJ on a minimum is really really nice piece. Of course, and, uh, yeah. Gary, Gary Harris is a contributor as well. So if if you're the Wizards. Like I think this is a great package. If you're, again, it's the other one was a very you know very very good package. It's kind of similar to me of the looking at the James Harden deal again. Um, do you want Ben Simmons or do you want all the draft capital and some other you know pieces? It's do you want Michael Porter Jr. or do you want all of the draft capital and some other pieces? Um, you know this, this is a chance to get you know a true you know young star. And it also kind of shows up your defense with getting guys like Gary Harris and P.J. Dozier. So I think this is about, again, as good as, like, I think that this is a deal that is a realistic one that Washington might accept if they want to deal Bradley Beal. And for the Nuggets, I think this is the deal that would be required. And I think uh-huh. it makes all the sense in the world for them to trade for him. So, yeah, I, I could actually see this one assuming that, uh, that Bradley does end up being dealt. I, I like this one. Um, you know, they, they get a second rounder in there as well. That's kind of icing on the cake for them. I don't think that's necessary. But, uh, yeah, I, I, this is one that I could actually really see happening. It's interesting. I think that if you bring in a guy that will between all ball creation, consistent offense in Beal, you know, going to Denver, uh, I, just, I just imagine the actions that can be done between him and Murray off of someone like Nikola Jokic. Well, not off of someone like him, off of Nikola Jokic, you know, and just how cool that would be. Um, I guess if I'm looking for the championship window contend right now, you know, you want Beal for that, not only because of his reckless contract, but just let's just say the age range between him and, and, and Porter being the piece that moving forward, you know, already flashing his potential and being so young. You know, you can look at him as like the guy in like the next – you know, not not just his impact now, but what he does in like three to four years. You know what I mean? And so having that gone is different, but bringing in someone right now, Beal is just superior right now for their immediate upside. Uh, if I'm Washington, I mean, yeah, we, we go with that because you're right. Like we at best we were playing for the playing game already, uh, much less you know what we would do if 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 we didn't have Beal. So you know, take the potential you have there with the youth and, and someone like Porter Jr. could be the clear star moving forward on team control and you go with that. And then for Gary Harris, I mean, I've been down on him since the shooting's kind of slumped, you know? So, like, a solid enough piece. I guess if you're watching, you can look at him as, like, put him in a two-guard. And, yes, this is a big old drop from Beal to, 
to Harris, but you could kind of keep that hope alive between having a guy like Westbrook, you know, <laughs> I can't, but anyway, having Westbrook, <laughs> having Harris, you know, having Porter Jr. Yeah. You're not going to be a great team defensively, like look out aside from Harris, but then you got to keep your young guys and, you know, just see what happens moving forward. You're obviously then transitioning more to the future, no matter what you say there. So yeah, I, I guess that would be the framework of a deal that would probably work. Uh, I feel like Washington would ask like at least a first rounder or something. I don't think they're going to look at Porter Jr. as, like, just single-handedly on par. You know, we just talked about the trade return you got for James Harden. I don't think they're going to say, okay, you know what, that's the guy. He's not a Ben Simmons-level yeah, judge, you know? Yeah. So I feel it would demand yeah, more. Yeah, I, I, sure. uh, I don't think that the Nuggets would be acquiring a second-round pick in this deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's not, oh, well, if you ask for it. No, that's not what's going to happen for Ben <laughs> But moving on to the third trade here, this is uh, a – this is an instant no for me, but it's simple. Uh, between the Clippers and the Pelicans, Lou Williams, Daniel Oturo, Reggie Jackson, the second-round pick in 2022, go to New Orleans in exchange for Lonzo Ball. Uh, Justin, how does this help the Clippers? Uh, it doesn't. That, okay. Does it help the Clippers? So, Thank okay. You, you got uh, – and I understand that Lou Williams has fallen off this year. Uh, that that's a very real concern. Uh, Daniel Oturo is nothing but a, a future prospect. He's you know something that maybe becomes something down the line. Not really important to the Clippers. I understand that. And Reggie Jackson, who's been you know fine this year as a backup point guard for him. He's actually been you know okay as a player. Uh, and then giving up a second round pick as well. Like it might be a marginal upgrade. But for a team that's already up against the hard cap to lose two players in a deal, that really, really hurts your depth. Um, you know, they they might be going in. They, they uh, this adds you know two hundred twenty six thousand. I'd have to really think about it to see you know like how far they'd be up against the hard cap and um, you know when they would be able to actually sign a player. Yeah, but yeah. It, it would have to be like an undrafted rookie, and it would have to be later on. So you're you're sacrificing quite a bit. Of, you know two of your backup guards for one and not really giving yourself another way to replace those, you know, roster spots that you lost. Yeah. So that's something that hurts. And I understand people saying that, you know, the Clippers don't really have a true playmaking point guard on their roster. And that's a fair criticism between um, Reggie and Lou and Patrick Beverly, who are kind of viewed as like, you know, some of the primary ball handlers outside of, you know, Paul George and Kawhi, obviously on that team. Uh, that, that has been a fair criticism, especially last year. But with the way that Nick Batum is playing this year, like that dude is a legitimate starter, and he is a legitimate playmaker as well and ball mover. Um, I, think, I think that having a guy like him, I think you know we've seen some passing improvements from Kawhi this season as well. Uh, I don't think that there's like a dire need for extra playmaking this season in the way that they did need it last season. Um, if you're going to look at just like a true weak spot on this team, on the Clippers in particular, um, I think you're looking at something like someone who, I'll say, like not Derrick Rose in particular, but somebody in the Derrick Rose realm, just yeah. somebody who is really, really you know, good at like getting to the basket and creating offense because they have a lot of guys in you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and even like a Marcus Morris that are good in like kind of that that mid range area or you know can obviously shoot threes as well. But none of those guys are, you know, necessarily, like, going to just, you know, put pressure on the rim the entire game. They're going to kind of do their thing 
and you know, kind of create shots in that middle area. And it's kind of the same thing for Lou Williams right now. But you're yeah. not going to get that. That's not going to be helped by Lonzo Ball. And between that and just, again, the fact that this is really seriously hurting your depth, it's an absolute no for me for the Clippers. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It doesn't make any sense to me uh, in terms of just the, the fit. It's it's clunky. It's it's And and that's saying Reggie Jackson has actually played decent. You know, like, yeah, yeah, defensively, you know, he's not great, but he stepped up in a, in a good way, kept the, the machine that is the Clippers rolling through the absence of Pat Bev. And I don't know why he gives up for someone like Lonzo, who, I mean, not only, like you said, forget uh, cap restrictions and, and the funny thing about re-signing him, because you don't do that for, for nothing. But also, I mean, no, he's not. I don't think he's that great of a playmaker in a traditional sense that you get, as the guy said, um, a new starting point guard. You know, like, yeah, he would be, I guess, alongside what? Pat, he probably wouldn't even start over Pat Bev. It'd probably still be the same lineup. Like that's my thing. It'd be. I don't Pat know. They could they could probably start Lonzo. Well, in the absence of Beverly, but if you had Beverly and Lonzo on the same team, would you start Bev? I mean, would you start Lonzo? I might. I'd have to think about it, but you know, I mean, if if Lonzo is going to be shooting the way he has, then no. But yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess. I don't know. I still stick with Bev because I think, like, playmaking-wise, yeah, you get more of a potential in transition with Lonzo. You know, you get the ball and down. But, I mean, honestly, that's not even Kawhi's kind of game. He can do it, no, but, not, like, that's not even his not, game it's anyway. It's not the way that you're going to really play with him, though. No. Exactly. And that's the way to best optimize Lonzo's success. So I'd rather do it in a second unit where, yeah, you have one guy, like, maybe a PG where that can work together. You know, PG is the versatile. We've seen the different point guards he plays alongside and how that can go. And maybe that's a better, better fit. But... Even then, I mean, you're getting, you're trading three players and one pick for a guy who, I mean, he better be a heck of a bench piece to, to, to come off the bench. I mean, yeah, it's debatable, but in my mind, as a fit, Beverly makes more sense. So, curious, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would like, I will say, I would, while, while you are sacrificing depth pieces like Lou Williams and Reggie Jackson, who I also like for this team, yeah. I would like the combination of, if, if he's coming off the bench, I would like the combination of uh, Luke Kennard and Lonzo off the bench. You know what? That would be interesting. You're right. You're right. That would be kind of nice. Yeah. Looking at the Pelicans, though, like, is there really a real incentive here for them? Like, you get another point guard in Reggie Jackson, you know, who's not that great. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, again, like, I think he's been fine for the Clippers, but, like, what use do the Pelicans have for Reggie Jackson? Would they just buy him out? Uh, yeah, and then where would he go? Yeah, and that, I'm not, that's not, that has nothing to do with that. Like, but I in think general, I'm just saying. probably pick him up. So oh, like, for sure. He's, not, he's no good to the Pelicans. You no, get Lou Williams, who maybe you can split for something because you don't really need him either. You're already trying to trade J.J. Redick. And that leaves you with Daniel O'Toole, who is that really, like, worth it for you? It's Especially Daniel when you O'Toole have Stephen Adams and Jackson he's Hayes. Too better than that for Lonzo. Yeah, and you got Stephen Adams and Jackson Hayes. So exactly. is he really going to get exactly. And you yeah. have Wenyan Gabriel and Willie Hernan Gomez, who were, like, Oh, yep. I think they're better suited. Anymore, but, like, they have just as good a chance as making it in the NBA as Daniel Arturo does. Exactly. So, all in all, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Kind of a clunky fit all around. Uh, but, hey, it worked in the trade thing. And, I, like you said, we do it for fun. Every time we have a bad trade, that's what I'm going to say. It's done, we're doing it for the fun, you know? This is why it's, it's for the fans, for the fun. All right. Probably going into our last uh, trade. Zion huh? I, I said, oh, this trade was posted by Zion DeGoat. You know what? Just. We're here to have fun, Zion. <laughs> that is the tagline now. We're here to have fun. Yes. Every time a trade don't make no rabbit ass. <laughs> That's what we're going to go with on that. Oh, boy. This last one's a headache. 
Yeah, I'm about to say you you. I'm about to say do you want to break down the honors, but I guess I'll. Run yeah, into man. It. Yeah, no, I can I can do it if you want. Okay, to. yeah, go go okay. into it, man. I still heard my two so, for hurting more. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you you need to rest your rest your mouth. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> okay, so the 76ers are making a big move here. They trade for Stanley Johnson of the Toronto Raptors <laughs> and Kyle Lowry. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, and, but you buried the lead. There. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. And Kyle Lowry of the Toronto or of Tor- Toronto Raptors as well. So the Sixers get Johnson and Lowry. The Raptors. Well, we'll go to the Mavericks next. The Mavericks are the third team to steal. They get Malachi Flynn from the Raptors as well, and they get Danny Green and Mike Scott in a second. And then the Raptors get Terrence Ferguson, Shake Milton, James Johnson, Dwight Powell, uh, second rounder in 2025, a 2021 first from Philly, and a top 3-22 protected pick from the Mavericks. So essentially, the Sixers are going all in and trading away Terrence Ferguson, who is expendable, Shake Milton, who's a nice piece, Danny Green, who's a nice piece, and Mike Scott, who's a nice piece, and a first and a second for Kyle Lowry. Um, is that? Yeah, there's too much to process here. So basically, it's like it's Shake and Dan and Mike and uh-huh. a first and a second for Lowry. That's kind of a lot, but I kind of understand it. Uh, yeah. For the rest. You're obviously giving up Kyle and Malachi Flynn, but you're getting two first-rounders. You're getting Shake Milton, and then you're getting some salary filler, uh, Terrence and James. And then you also have to take on the Dwight Powell contract, which I view as a negative. Um, I probably don't do this if I'm the Raptors. Uh, That's really quick to give up on Malachi Flynn for not really getting anything out right? of it. First to the G League and G League bubble and then to Dallas? And like, okay, so for the Mavericks, you're giving up James, Dwight, a first and a second for Malachi, Danny, Mike in a second. So cancel out the second. So like, James, Dwight in a first for Malachi, Danny, and Mike? i probably do that if I'm Dallas. Oh, you would? Okay. Like, I think Mike is probably, like, an, an upgrade over James Johnson. He's a better shooter, at least. Uh, uh, you, you, don't, you don't get the playmaking element, though. You don't get the playmaking, but I think that's okay. Uh, and you get Danny Green, who's a good shooter. Again, it, Dallas needs some shooters right now, so this works for them. Yeah. Uh, Alex who's a nice prospect. I'll hand it over to you. Where, where, do you, where do you see the big flaws in this? Where do you like about it? Well, I mean, you're right. They need shooters, but I think Dallas, especially on what we saw, they need someone other than Luca to to initiate. Someone, I, I think they need someone better than Luca. Someone like a a Bradley Beal or a Russell Westbrook. Okay, I'm sorry, that was a, that was a deep deep take. If you <laughs> if you watched uh, inside uh, inside the NBA guys and gals, uh, yeah, Shaq was was on his uh, stuff uh, last night by the time you hear this. But anyway, uh, I think that they also need like additional playmaking. And so, like, someone to take the pressure off, I feel like Kyle Lowry would be a better fit in Dallas. But quantity over – quantity in this case in shooting in guys like Danny Green and Mike Scott do make sense. And you're right. Like, I'm saying that James Johnson brings a playmaking element at the same time I'm saying that the Mavericks need more playmaking. So, obviously, uh, the job isn't being done adequately outside of Luka Doncic. So, with that being the case, yeah, you get some more defense as well. 
uh, especially with Danny Green, even though he is, you know, fading in, in, in some ways there, uh, enough to throw on people in like a platoon situation, especially when you have a guy like Josh Richardson as well that you continue doing that with. So um, that's something that is a positive there. And then aside from that, I mean, I, I really just there's so much filler I feel like I don't know if I really like it like Toronto gets these are they are is Toronto moving like rebuilding I guess I mean I guess you are Toronto, you have expired... Toronto has no reason to do this trade no like, it, you're oh, uh-huh. Jake Milton and a couple firsts for for Kyle Lowry but you're losing Malachi Flynn like if you're trying to rebuild and if, and if you're, you're obviously not trying to contend if you're trading like Kyle Lowry but you're bringing in guys like you know James and Dwight like it just it just doesn't make sense. Uh, it doesn't make sense. It, like, there's no reason oh. for Ronald to do this. But but wait, he put out a reasoning. Or he or she, whoever made oh, this trade, put out a oh, reasoning. Boy, oh, boy, he really wrote I'm, out a lot. Yes, I'm a reader, yep. So why the 76ers do it? Incoming, Kyle Lowry provides elite playmaking defense to a championship 76ers squad. Stanley Johnson provides 3 and D off the bench. Eh. Reasoning. They need to try to win it all this year with this trade. They improve on defense, playmaking, and allow Ben Simmons to play the 3 and the 4. They give up Shake, which will let Matisse get more playing time. Then give up Danny Green, who essentially gets replaced. Uh, TF, who wasn't... or Oh, okay, who wasn't getting playing time. Uh, Mike Scott for salary. And a 20-30 uh, first-round pick. 20... Oh, 20-30, all right. For, why he's a... Okay, anyway. Line up. Lowry, uh, Seth Curry, Ben Simmons... Tobias Harris and MVP'd. Uh, <laughs> clever. Uh, why the Raptors do it? This trade lets them go on with the youth movement that they haven't said they wanted to do yet and grow with pieces like uh, TD, Siakam, Fred VanVleet, Matt Thomas. They give up Kyle Lowry, who DeMar roasted, uh, okay, and Malachi Flynn. I don't know whether I should give up Matt Thomas or Flynn. Raptor fans, let me know. They get back a reliable center, a young gun who has a lot of potential, two first rounders, and a second. The lineup would be Fred VanVleet, Shake Milton, uh, uh, OD, uh, or uh, OG and OB, Pascal Siakam, and uh, Dwight Powell. Why Dallas doesn't think this is the other guy in there? Okay, yeah, I'm looking and I'm like, but why would why would I why would forget Terrence Davis and everything there? But he also just been crappy in general. Like well, anyway, yeah, Terrence Davis has not been good. And, yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, I'm not sure I would. That, okay, I'm trying to make him anyway. Why Dallas does it? They get defense, which is very much needed. They get back a young sniper and Scott, who can provide a veteran presence. And they clear the center for Christoph Porzingis and Maxi Kleber. So the lineup would be Luca, uh, Josh Green, uh, J- Green, uh, Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, and Christoph Porzingis. I- actually, after reading this, I'm more confused than I was before. <laughs> okay, so back on the Raptors here. Uh, focus on the youth movement and grow with pieces like Siakam, Fred VanVleet, and Matt Thomas. 26, 26, and, uh, and 26. Oh, oh, wow, him too. Wow. Oh, yeah. Pascal that's was 26. Matt Thomas, 26. Fred VanVleet, 26. What wow. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're not really uh, – I, I don't know what you're achieving at that point because you're right. Let's say you do that by the time and, – and the pieces you get alongside that, that, that top three protected pick from Dallas uh, next year, which – or two years from now. No, next year, which, okay, I, that, that's not – Okay, uh, the 2021 first rounder from Philadelphia, uh, again, and then like you're not even getting first and second round picks that are going to yield any significant value. So you're just getting Shake Milton, Dwight Powell, uh, two expiring contracts, and that's going to build for the youth movement. No, 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 uh, no. That was you know what this is for Corbin. Well, t- tell, hit us one more time with it, Justin. 
This is to have fun. We're we're here to have fun. Uh, who made this one? Assad and sorry, seventy six. Um, Obviously, seventy six you know is uh, slant. Yeah. Here. Yeah. You know what? You got Kyle Lowry in your in your in your little trade here. You know, I I guess. It, now here's something. <laughs> If, if yeah. you replace, like, Terrence Ferguson with Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Now, where uh, are you at? I mean, uh, I mean, that's more interesting. I still, I don't I still know. I Philadelphia, don't. yeah. And, like, is that too much for Philadelphia to give up? I, I, then I you're feel like, like it would be. You're giving up, like, four important players for Kyle Lowry. Uh, yeah, 34. Expiring exactly. And you definitely put in a win now or not. Because even if you go and re-sign Lowry, I mean, at that point, 35, like, you're getting, you're trying to maximize, what, this year out of him? He's had a solid enough season. But then you're giving up any hope of a future. And Tyreek Maxey's been playing really well. Or was. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel like that's a lot for Philadelphia to give up. You're, you're doing now. You're getting more to the halls that you would get for uh, James Harden. And all due respect to Kyle Lowry, but a James Harden, he's not. This trade is just too much for me. There's too much going on, and none of it really makes sense. There you go. There you go. I agree with that. I was gonna say that'll be our last one for for tonight, but I saw one more involving Cleveland, and yeah, I could fun. not do oh, it. Oh, Jetty. Yeah, where's Jetty going? All right. Going to Dallas, but let's get into it. So, oh uh, my god, you know. I didn't even look at the rest, but oh my lord, look at the package they're getting. Yes, I, I'm again going to spare myself and let you read these out and uh, give me your first impressions. This, okay. So, <laughs> okay, who made this one? Who uh, do we have here? With the with the with the title being the Cavs get the new power forward, the Hornets get good centers, and the Mavs get offensive firepower alongside Luca. Take it away, Justin. Okay, so the Hornets, the Cavs, and the Mavericks. The Hornets get Big Boban Marjanovic, Jared Allen. What is okay? Jalen Brunson and Tyrell, <laughs> the second round pick in 2021 from the Mavericks. Oh, okay. Um. The Cavaliers get door. Okay, so the Cavaliers are giving up Jared Allen right after acquiring him. Interesting. In Very return, they Drummond, get Dorian. Drummond is the future. Smith. Yes, Drummond is the future. I uh, get no. Um, <laughs> Dorian Finney-Smith, Miles Bridges, Josh Green, and a 2022 second-round pick from Dallas to the Cavaliers, and the Mavericks get. Okay, so the Mavericks for. Boban Marjanovic, Jalen Brunson, Tyrell Terry, Josh Green, Dorian Finney-Smith, and two seconds get Jetty Osman <laughs> and Devontae and Malik Monk. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And a first. And a first. But that, like, what? Okay. So, first of all, the, Break the, it down. the, Cavs, the Cavs, I don't think, do this. Um, Miles Bridges is nice. Josh Green is might be okay. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is a nice little, you know, fifth starter type. But, like, they, they gave up – they're giving up Jetty, which is okay, and you're giving up Jared Allen, which is probably a no for me. Um, I like Jared Allen better than Miles Bridges. And, you know, Dorian and, and Josh are tempting, but I don't think it's enough. Um, but, like, that doesn't even matter when you look at the Mavericks. Like, you're giving up Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith. So you're basically – okay, so you're going from 
You know, maybe it's not as bad as first look. Yeah. Okay, so you're going from Dorian Finney-Smith to Jetty Osman, which I do not like. Um, you're going from Devontae Graham, or, or from from Jalen Brunson to Devontae Graham, which is okay, like I guess. Uh, yeah. is under contract next year. You're going to have to pay Devontae Graham. It's probably not going to be absurd, but like, okay. And then you go from Josh Green and Tyrell Perry to Malik Monk. I don't like that. I don't like just giving up Boban. I don't like giving up two seconds. Like, I don't think that this is a very viable trade for them at all. No, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, yeah, that I, I know we were expecting a lot more analysis from me, but uh, that's what I got. Like, what? Has like, the barrier put, a, put an explanation? Hold on. No, I didn't see. He just goes for it. Other than the uh, title and a bunch of solid, uh, you know, so much a solid trade on the bottom, and other people say, yeah, I, 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 I uh, don't know what they, thinks it's a solid trade, which is Adam, funny. <laughs> Adam Bentley loves it. <laughs> L.A. Lakers fan Cavs would do it. Hornets 100 percent. Mavs no. Well, the Cavaliers wouldn't do it, but at least you got Mavs no right. Uh, <laughs> um, 100 percent. Yeah, this one was uh, interesting. I'm not sure. I mean, I, would I like Dallas with those guys, Chetty, Malik, and, and Devonta? Yeah, of course. Like, if I was playing 2K, this looks good. But I think the big one, obviously, is what? Jared Allen, really? Like, come on now. Like, come on now. Dorian Finney-Smith to Cleveland, Miles Bridges. Like, John, Miles Bridges in Cleveland would be interesting. But, like, Josh Green, who you just got, who's not bad. I, I Again, like, the reasoning here, like, I, it... As he says, again, and I'm going to ask you one more time, what do you think about this, Justin? The Cavs get the new power forward. I'm assuming that that's Miles Bridges, unless he thinks Dorian Finney-Smith, who's slated as a power forward here, is that. Yeah, they, they can both kind of fill in there, I guess. So between two of the, between the two of them, the Cavs get the new power forward. The Hornets get yeah. good centers. They they get Marjanovic and Allen, so yeah. Uh, and then the Mavs get offensive firepower and Malik Monk and Devontae Graham alongside Huluka, alongside Chetty Osman. Like, yes, I guess if you take those individually and put that in a trade, yes, like everything you said was correct. But also, why would they all go about doing that? And the picks that are thrown in there, each one is giving up a pick as well. Uh, Cavs are, are giving up a second rounder, or no, they're getting a second rounder, um, while the Hornets are getting a second rounder and the Mavs are getting a first rounder. But, like, for what? No, no. I, I'm trying to talk myself into this. I'm just talking it. I, 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 uh, I'm going I'm to pass on this trade, man. I'm going to pass on this trade. You know what? It's a fun trade. Oh, there we are. It's a fun trade. You know what? I might just have to have you on weekly just for these. Because that one, I mean, I'm going to tackle some of these for sure. I just have to remember to use your tagline. It's a fun trade. Because that's honestly all we can take away from these. Out of these uh, four that we did, right? Uh, which, no, we did five. Which ones were like your uh, your favorites? I mean, a lot of these could contend for my worst. But was there any that you're like, oh, that's not bad. I guess it would have to be that uh, Beal for Denver trade, right? Yeah, the Beal for Denver trade. I think that's got to be it. I'm sorry, can we do one more? I don't know how much steam you have left. Well, no, I, I saw, I'm good. I saw a Russell Westbrook trade, and we have to. Oh, wow. Where'd you see this? Uh, scroll down. It's uh, Kyrie Capella. Oh, no. Deep uh, feel in Washington challenge. So effing difficult. Oh, okay. You clicked. Okay. Oh, the next. It's okay. A, 
three team, uh, six, eight. Oh my God! Grade. No, 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 no. Okay. So the Wizards. Okay, go in. so hold yeah, on. I'm, go I'm in. gonna go in. All so right. this is the Heat, Bradley Beal, and Washington. The Heat, Bradley Beal, and Washington. <laughs> you moved <laughs> Of Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, Russell Westbrook, oh Ish Smith, and Denny Evdia, and two first rounders in 2021 and 2024. Coming in, you are bringing Zach Levine, Terrence Ross, Aaron Gordon, Wendell Carter, and Mobamba. Uh, the Bulls are giving up Laurie Markkinen and Otto Porter to get Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, Russell Westbrook, and Ish Smith. So basically, the Magic are saying we're done with Aaron Gordon. We want Laurie Markkinen instead. Uh, we have given up on Terrence Ross, and we would like to trade him for Denny Evdia. And then you're getting Otto Porter as well. Well, I guess Otto Porter is the Terrence Ross replacement. And then you're like going out with Mo Bamba in with Denny. And then you're getting a 2021 first rounder. This probably makes no sense to whoever's listening because they can't see it. So if, if Martin yeah. have the uh, Porter first rounder to the Magic, Mo Bamba, Wendell, Terrence Ross, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon to the Wizards. Thomas Bryant, Rui, Russell, Ish Smith, and a first to the Bulls. Yeah. No. Uh Huh? I said, you know, it's a a fun trade. That's honestly, uh, I'm not even going to give any further analysis than that. I mean, if you're keeping, uh, you're basically transplanting the Bulls with with the two, uh, I guess, uh, well, mobile. No, no, it's a fun trade. It's a fun trade. We'll leave That's, it there. Yes. I yes. don't know how Zach Levine ended up on the Wizards, but it's a fun trade. Yeah, I mean, and, and to play alongside Beal, so who's the one and the two? Or is Beal or Levine the three? Uh, and your point oh, guard you is... Play with well. Oh, you're right. You're right. So out of those three, uh, Levine's the point guard. I mean, he played it when he first came to the league with Minnesota. Uh, not great. Got some shooting guard. All but... three of them on the floor at the same time next to Howell Neto. Oh, bleeding points. I love it. Aaron Gordon could be your five. That'd be interesting. Oh, but you got Mo Bamba. Yeah. Hey, you know, you, you get Mo Bamba for the memes, not much yeah, else. True, true. And you get rid of Thomas Bryant. And you get a, the guy you just drafted last year, Rui Hachimura. And you give away pick for your troubles. No. And Denny Avija, who you just drafted this past year. No, 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 you Get off no. Russell Westbrook money. Huh? You know what? They get off Russell Westbrook money. I, I'd, I'd rather have his money. And, and I'm not just saying that as a Westbrook fan. But, like, yes. uh, I am. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, Justin, man. Well, this is fun having you on again. This is the first time we – I'm trying to – trade deadline Thursday. There we go. That's I just called it that. And it's not going to be about a trade deadline. We're just going to talk about the trades that are on Trade NBA. But that way we can – you know, I could either keep it free to go in the Trade NBA, talk about some actual very real trade rumors, whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah, that's a new that's a new, that's a a new new feature. We do it on Thursdays. So you'll hear it on Friday. So maybe we'll call it – We'll call it Fun Trade Friday. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. And fun trait, bingo. There it is, Justin. See, look at him making an impact on Round Ball Ramble. I appreciate you, man. Thanks again for coming on, bro. <laughs> you can follow Justin on Twitter at JustinMatch26. Follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. 
hoopball on twitter at hoopball tweets online hoop dash ball.com definitely make sure to check them out new stuff going on all the time they actually just put out their uh, what to watch for us that you can find on twitter basically they preview the basketball games from a fantasy perspective on a series of tweets a long tweet thread but they just put it into video form for a couple of uh, nights out the week so definitely make sure to check that out follow uh, dan vespers on twitter uh follow again hoop ball hoop ball tweets and definitely make sure to get in and take advantage of that and maybe not keep across all your fancy teams because you drafted and whatever. Uh, I'm not speaking for me, just a friend also named me. Anyways, uh, my mouth's going to explode, so I'm about to bounce. But for Justin, for myself, we are Frosty. Y'all stay Frosty, and we will talk to y'all real, real soon. <laughs> all right, y'all. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.